Hi, I'm back again. I decided I'll post this next one for Saturday, and then the one after that, maybe, well, maybe we'll finish it up here just so that um, we can start a new um, uh, new thing for New Year's. You know, start a new season, get into just life updates and things like that. So maybe we'll finish it up this time, this this episode. So it's going to be a beefy episode. So before we start, I just want to say I appreciate you guys so much. And um, this journey has truly been crazy just looking back and seeing, you know, what's different, what's the same. And kind of just, um, I don't know, being open with myself and open with you. And I really hope that this has helped someone in some way and I'm just very grateful to have had the opportunity to share my story because it hasn't been exactly easy like I'm used to telling people about like what I went through but at the same time it's like I know I'm giving away a lot of stuff to you um which can be kind of scary to me but you know, I feel like everyone in some way is suffering, so. And, which kind of takes me to my next point, or next, you know, what we're going to the next, which is me talking about pain. Well, that's literally the first word. It says pain. <laughs> so. Alright, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, do this in sections, and we will hopefully get this done today. Um... Alright, I literally lost my page. Oh, here we go. Alright, cool. Pain. What does it feel like to you? Maybe I'll become numb so I, would, so I won't have to feel anything anymore. I've gotten so used to the feeling that I don't know what other feelings feel like. I'm used to being treated like nothing. You can say, I matter all you want. But no one ever treats me like I matter. Maybe I deserve this. I deserve this life. I'm broken, tired, and useless. I'm screaming on the inside. When will this end? When will the pain go away? As I cry, I wonder if all this is even worth the suffering. I cannot compare my pain to other people because I know there are people who've gone through worse. But that doesn't mean I can't hurt as much as they hurt. We've all experienced pain on different levels. I would never say that my pain is worse than the person sitting next to me. There's no way to tell unless you get to know them. Even if it may seem small to you, there's pain. Some people experience it more intensely to the point where you start shaking. Um, so we're just going to pause here and talk about this section before we move on to the next one. But, yeah, pain, um, I still have days where I do shake because I'm just in so much pain. I'm so upset with my life where it's just like, can I just die? Um, I just want to die. I don't want to have to deal with this anymore. It becomes really, really bad. Um, I haven't had a day like that in a while, actually. Pretty much ever since I moved um, so I think being out here has definitely helped me mentally 
uh, move on and get out of that toxic environment. Now I'm kind of just by myself doing my own thing. So I have lots of things to distract myself with. No one will really tell me like what to do, how to live my life. And it's really nice. I It just like makes me happy seeing like that, that change that where I don't have to, you know, have those those breakdowns I mean I'm not saying that it still can't happen it you know who knows like where life will take me I can only hope that you know I don't have to go through that again because feeling like that is absolutely horrible and um I used to not understand the pain that other people would feel and this was something I wasn't proud of I think I talked about it before on this podcast but we can go over it again because it's been a while since I've talked about it but I did have a friend who was, um, you know, her parents would always argue. And it was so, so bad that she actually ended up, like, trying to take her life because of it. I could never understand why. Like, I know I should never, like, compare my pain to someone else's. And it's like, you know, I dealt with the abuse of my father and, you know, the physical abuse of that and the emotional abuse and it's like but I never tried to take my life because of it and like I thought about it I actually got out a pen and paper and was gonna write like a suicide note but uh I didn't end up going through it because I'm like I don't want to do this you know so it kind of confused me at that age as to why like my friend would want to commit suicide just because her parents were arguing you know like but I feel like as I grew and the years went on, I was, I kind of, no, no, I know I felt bad because I thought that it's like, I don't know how them fighting affects her mentally, you know? And it's like, obviously you want your parents to be like in a good, healthy, happy relationship. It's never good to see your parents fighting and argue all the time. Like, I'm sure that affects you and, you know, like... And we're two different people, you know, yes, I might not try to do anything, but that doesn't mean like it might take a mental toll, like it might take a toll on her in a different way than it would on me, um, because we're two different people and, you know, we think differently. So, like, experiencing this put me in a whole new perspective of like, people and pain and other people's pain and like just stop comparing it to mine altogether because it just it it's not fair to you or other people it's like don't go comparing your pain to someone else's like you know don't be like oh you know your parents just got in a fight wow well, listen to my problems it's way worse it's like okay yeah maybe from your perspective but it's like this other person their pain might just be as strong as your pain um you guys are just dealing with two separate situations so like ever since this happened i felt really bad about it and i changed my perspective on it to be like stop comparing your pain all together to the people next to you um and even this part where it says there's no way to tell unless you get to know them like, you know, if their pain's worsening, but even then it's like, no, you shouldn't do that. Don't like, even if you get to know them, you get to know their situation. Don't be like, oh, your situation is way, you know, it's not as bad as mine, like kind of thing. Like, no, that's horrible. You don't say that to people. 
like every issue is an issue you know whether how no matter how small it may seem like that small issue might actually be taking a huge mental toll on somebody so you always want to be uh, respectful towards that and um so yeah that's kind of like um my whole thing on this oh but also the part where i say that i don't know what other feelings feel like it's sad like i look back at this and it just makes me so sad that i felt like this because pain was all that i knew and sadness and feeling worthless and useless all the time and happiness was something i did not know i did not know what it meant to be happy i didn't know what it meant to feel loved or you know, I went through this whole thing of just not understanding or feeling these other emotions because my life was constantly being, I was constantly being, uh, I don't know the right word, but I was always experiencing just pain. Nothing but pain, sadness, emptiness, loneliness, etc., etc. And it was always so hard for me to go on each day, you know experiencing this because it's like when will it end literally i'm screaming when will this end and there have been times i have screamed about it because i was just so done with like you know like what's the point it's it's so horrible but i think a lot of this was because a lot of how i was feeling was because of the environment i was in and you don't know how strongly your environment affects you if you're still in the place that hurt you, you're not going to heal. You're not going to grow. I mean, you can still, you can make progress towards that. And I'm not saying you can't grow and you can't get there being in that environment. I'm just saying that being in that environment is going to make it extremely difficult for you to get to that place. If you're out of that environment, you'll get there a lot quick, quicker, I feel, um, in my opinion. Um, so as soon as I moved out of my parents' house, I went to go live with my sister's three other sisters, lots of drama, another different type of toxic environment. So I went from one toxic environment to the next, and it was toxic in a different way. Um, I still was growing, I still was healing, but I couldn't still 100% get there because I was still in a bad environment. Now that I'm on my own, I've been here since... Uh, the end of October, or what was it, was it October? No, it was the end of September, early October, yeah. So I was here since early October. Um, it's been two months now since I've moved here. And I have been, my mental health just, like, shot up, <laughs> you know? Like, instead of going all the way down, it shot up. I'm no longer with my parents, I'm no longer living with my sisters who would constantly, you know, be toxic towards me and saying all these things to me. It's like, I'm by myself. I don't have to deal with that every single day. Who is here, who is here that is with me to tell me that I'm doing something wrong or, you know, there's no one. It's just me. So it's honestly super great if you ever get the opportunity like you know work towards it work towards getting to a place where you used to be by yourself or with someone that you know who won't bring you down and it's kind of sad that 
my sisters couldn't be those people. The ones to not bring me down. Like, that's why you only see them every now and then. Because, you know, you can't live with them. But, you know, you can see them every now and then. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I still care about them. But they can tend to be a little toxic towards me sometimes. And um, that's why you don't live with your siblings. Uh, you try to get out there if you can. Or your family, for that matter. I have not had a mental breakdown since moving out. So, that's two months. That's pretty good, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I get a little sad sometimes about where I am in my life and what I'm doing, but it hasn't been, like, super bad. And, you know, I just hope that it kind of stays this way and continues to improve. And I only get better from this point out because I think I... No, I know I will get stronger and I will continue making progress towards being the person I know I can be. So... Um, that's the whole section about pain, so I'm glad we went over that. And starting into our next section, we are going to be talking about, wow, friendship. Huh, this is, this is a, yeah, friendship always was a little, well, you'll see. <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most about friendship is that no one is willing to put in the effort to keep it going. Friends are unreliable, lazy. Friendships should never be one-sided. There needs to be effort from both ends. You can't be the only one initiating conversations or making plans. That starts to feel like the other person doesn't care and only responds to you because they feel like they have to. Friends make promises they can't keep. I would never promise something I couldn't keep. Friends don't make time for you. No matter how busy I am, I will always make the time for people I care about. Why is it that I'm the only one that's trying? I put in the effort to talk and make plans. I make the time, so why can't you? Being quote-unquote too busy is a bunch of bull. I work part-time, go to school full-time, and in my free time, in the free time I actually do have, I'm working on homework or sleeping. I'm exhausted too. I'm quote-unquote busy, too. But say a friend asks me to speak... Sorry. Um, but say a friend asks me to spare an hour of my time for them, I would. If it's only 20 minutes, I'll make that time. Why can't other people do the same for me? Why do I care so much and put in so much effort? I want to be the friend you never had. I'm not perfect, but I have some good qualities. Just because I try hard doesn't mean you don't have to. You need to try just as hard. Friendship shouldn't be hard. If you only put in some effort, then it wouldn't have to be. If you can't spare five minutes of your time a week to talk to me, don't bother with me. Quote unquote busy is just an excuse. It's been over a year and you tell me you didn't have time for me. I can't curse here. <laughs> I said bullshiz. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't really like to curse anymore. But I was angry. You know what? I'm angry here. We're going to say it. All right. Um, it's been over a year and you didn't have time for me. Bullshit. It's been five years and you tell me you can spare a few minutes. Bullshit. You have time. You just don't care. I don't need people like that. 
I wait a few weeks, and if there's no effort, I'll let you go. No use in waiting for someone who's never going to come. I have quote-unquote friends from years ago who said they'd keep in touch. At first, it was always me reaching out to them. I got tired of being the only one trying. It's been years. I might bump into them now and then. They say they'll contact me. They never do. People are liars. These quote-unquote friends are strangers to me. So, um, yeah, friendship has always been difficult for me. Um, and a lot of this pain, a lot of this pain started with my best friend of 10 years who one day told me that we were drifting apart and I, we hit, we talked about it and I told her that she needs to put in more effort because I've been the only one reaching out. She said she would put in more effort. She sent me like a snap at the day after and I responded and then after that she never spoke to me again. So it's like, wow, that was some real effort that you put in there. It's like, I respond back with like a question or, you know what I mean? I'm being engaging and you just stop talking to me, period. And it really hurt. I knew that as soon as I, you know, was going to reach out to her about that, that um, our friendship would be over. Because I did see the decline in our conversations and that's why um, I wanted to text her asking her about it. Like, oh, hey, is everything going okay? We haven't really been talking as much. And uh, then she just said, oh, we've just been drifting apart. It's like, okay, well, then let's fix that. Let's, you know, let's just not give up on this. This is 10 years of friendship that, you know, you're going to be throwing away. And she just did not want to put in the effort. So she was like a sister to me. And everyone in my family saw her as a sister as well. She came to my sister's wedding. You know, she was my best friend. And after that happened, um, I don't think I ever made another best friend until I met my boyfriend. And it's really hard to let someone in that close to you after being betrayed and stabbed in the back um, so many times. She promised me that she would never leave me. She would never stop being my friend. And those promises, I took very seriously. I'm not, like, you know, I don't care if it's dumb, but, like, if you promise me something, like, I expect you to follow through. If you promise to be there for me, if you promise, like, you know, go to my show or support my artwork or whatever it is, like, it's something random. It's just, like... I expect you to come to my shows every now and then, to comment on my artwork every now and then, you know, like, ask me about my progress, like, seem interested in my life, like, whatever it may be, and you don't follow through, and you, you like, you just kind of ghost me, it's like, oh, what the heck, like, you know, when I reach out to you, and I'm sad, and you don't respond for three days, it's like... What is the point of us being friends if you're not going to, you know, make an effort? My friendships has always been one-sided. And because of her specifically, I started looking back at my other friendships. And that's where all this other stuff comes in. 
as to like you know everything being one-sided and I had a lot of friends in high school that said that they would keep in contact with me after we graduated and I reached out to all of them and I wasn't like annoying about it I was just every once in a while I'd be like hey how are you how's everything going and I'd ask them if they want to like catch up sometime but they would always say they're so busy and um so and then after soon after I was like okay well um you know, I kept asking them about it every few months. I'd keep asking them, like, how they're doing, you know, what's new, that's kind of thing. And then, you know, I asked them, like, hey, you want to catch up sometime? No, I'm busy. Whatever. They kept saying, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. I'm like, okay, well, um, how about this? You let me know when you're free to talk or hang out or whatever. And they all said, okay. And I have never heard back from any of them since I did that. And I'm like, wow, I guess we weren't really friends. Otherwise, you would have made the effort to reach out to me and ask me how I'm doing for once instead of me always reaching out to you. It's like, obviously, you didn't care about me as a friend. And the thing is, I had a lot of friends like this, a lot of people that I reached out to to try and keep in contact with, to try and, you know, be friends with. And they all just did not seem interested in being my friend, which is fine, you know, whatever. Um... It just kind of annoys me, you know. I'd rather say, I'd rather have someone say it to me than me left wondering what I could have done better. You know, if they're like, hey, you know, like, I just don't want to be your friend anymore. It's like, ouch, it hurts, yes, but, like, I'd rather that than you just ignore me and me being like, what the heck? You know, like, what happened? Um, you know, or me, or tell me why you don't want to be my friend anymore. Maybe I can find a way to improve in my next friendship and... Um, you know what I mean? Depending what it is that, you know, needs to be fixed. Um, so, I went to counseling, and my counselor never made time for her friends either. And, you know, she was just a horrible person. And I think I mentioned this before, too, but she had a friend who was dying of cancer and never made the time to write her back a card. And her friend ended up dying before she could write her back a card. She's like, I was just too busy, you know? And she ended up dying. It's like, oh my gosh, it's horrible. You can't make time for a dying friend? And, you know, a stage four cancer? Um, and her other friend, my counselor's friend, she said that they were friends for 11 years. No, that, no she said that. They are friends, but they haven't spoken for 11 years. I'm like, how do you go 11 years without speaking to someone you're friends with? That doesn't sound like a friendship to me. She's like, oh, we are just both too busy. Too busy to take five minutes out of your day? To say, hello, how are you? Impossible. How do you go 11 years and not have that time? That's just, that's not a friend. That is not a friend. Um... In this time, I was very busy too. You know, I was studying for finals. I was, you know, I was I was staying late after school because I was part of a drama club, and you know, I was working and all that stuff. Like I was I was busy, but like if someone reached out to me, like, hey, you know, do you have like some time to spare? Maybe I'd take like an hour break from my final, and I'd call up my friend and you know, be like, hey, how are you doing? I only have an hour, but you know, let's catch up. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. It, it really isn't. Like, if you care about this person, you'll make time for them. Otherwise, you can't really call yourself a friend.
So, um, let me see here. Um, and later on in this passage, I'm basically asking for a friend because I always wanted a friend who could just fill the bare minimum requirements that I have for friendship, which is basically don't let it be one-sided. That's that's it, you know, and and like reach out every now and then. We don't have to talk every day. We could talk every week, maybe once a month. You know, anything longer than that, I think is a bit too long unless you got things going on and, you know, maybe you could talk to me about it. But it's like, at least once a week we should talk. You know what I mean? See, you know, see what's uh, happening this week, you know, in your life. Um, so it's just like, I, I want to be that person for you too. I'm not perfect, but I do make an effort. Friendship should never be hard. But if we both just talk to one another, then it doesn't need to be hard. So, um, you know, it only takes five minutes to send a message. Not even five minutes. It takes like a minute to write a message to someone. You don't have to talk to them long. Just be like, hey, how you doing? And throughout the day, you can respond back to them whenever you have a free minute or two and type back a response, you know? It doesn't have to be like... You know, you, have to, you can have, like, five minutes throughout your whole day to respond back to someone. Or, you know, make five minutes continuously together to write back. And it, it really isn't hard to to just be that person. And I, I feel like maybe other people think I'm asking for too much in a friendship, but I'm really not. I'm just, I just want someone who cares and someone who talks to me and someone, you know, where it's not like I'm always initiating conversation because that just gets annoying. It's like, do you even want to talk to me? You're not initiating, so it kind of makes it look like you don't. That's how it looks like to me. I don't want to be the only one initiating conversation. I want other people to initiate too. Um, so, um, it's been hard making new friends and I don't even remember the last time I made a new friend if I'm being honest um because friendship is very hard for me and um it's kind of a painful area and uh it's hard putting myself out there to like you know to a new potential friend someone that you know ends up not sticking through or um you know not initiating and it's just it just gets tiring for me I just get tired I'm like and maybe I'm being a bad person now by having people always reach out to me, but it's like, I was the one doing it for how many years? So many years. And if I see that they're trying hard enough, I'll reach out to them. You know, I'll be like, okay, let me, let me try to initiate now. And, you know, so it can be like a, it's not one-sided anymore. But I need to see that effort first. For me to be like, okay, so this person seems like they're interested in me being my friend. Let me, let's try and initiate with them, you know. Ask them to play a game sometime or, you know, see how they're doing. So that's pretty much the whole friendship part of this. So, um, you know, that being said, if anyone wants to be my friend. <laughs> After hearing all this, eh, I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm a little bit of, um, I don't know, I feel like I'm a crazy person, but I feel like I can relate to people on some level, and, you know, just send me a message sometime. I'm always looking forward to, like, I like meeting new people, it's exciting, and I like getting, I like the process of getting to know someone, and, you know, getting to know them better, and, you know, just, like, building that relationship. It's, like, a fun and exciting, exciting, um thing to, that um I get the opportunity to do every now and then so very cool all right and let's see next part I guess it's just like I want to live <laughs> this next part here okay I want to live I want to feel alive everything feels so dead inside so much pain and disappointment in my life I learned to settle for less because I don't expect anything better. I am not lucky. I never have been. I do consider myself lucky and blessed for the family and friends I do have. I always keep hoping that something good could happen to me. Just once, let me be happy. I want to know what it feels like. My family and friends do make me happy, but I still feel alone. I enjoy and love being in the company of others. The thing that scares me the most is being alone. My thoughts take over and I end up hating myself so much. I wonder what my life would be like if I were never alone. I know I wouldn't want I know I wouldn't want to just be surrounded by people called my quote unquote friends. I want them to be my real friends. I'm not desperate to find it. I know being desperate only leads to disappointment and failure. I know my family loves me and cares for me deeply. I know that. It just never feels like that. I love my family. I treasure them. I want them all to live the best life they can live. They all deserve so much happiness and love in their lives. I love my online friends too. I care about them deeply. These online friends of mine have helped me more than you could possibly imagine. They are the greatest people I have met in my life. I would be lost without them. The words I love you are hard for me to say, but know that I love you, even if I don't show it with words or actions. Just know it. You all have changed my life. You all give me a reason to keep moving forward. As long as I have you, I will never give up. Oh, that was so sweet. I'm <laughs> tearing up a little bit. <laughs> and it makes me sad because some of my online friends that I know I had at this time, I don't have in my life anymore. And then I say I would be lost without them. It's like, well, I don't have them anymore. But and it's sad to think about, you know, how um, sometimes things happen in relationships where you just can't be friends with them anymore, um, because it's gotten toxic, or they get weird, or they stop initiating, and, you know, like, things happen, and unfortunately, it's, it's hard to keep friends for a long period of time, um, as for online friends, my current longest online friendship has been going on for five years, so, that's been great, and I ended uh, a five-year friendship not that long ago, so it's like, friends come and go, 
if he could have stayed longer, that would have been great, but things happened, things got complicated, and we're just not friends anymore, so. It's like, we could have been, I could have had two online friends that, you know, who I've been friends with for five years, but sometimes things don't work out like that, so. Um, it's very, very, very um, disappointing when things like that happen, but it does happen. I've always had an easier time telling random strangers online I love you than my own family. And I think that's just because it's easier. It's easier to tell my friends I love them and easier to tell people online I love them. In my own family, we never really express that to one another. So me and my siblings would never say, like, I love you. We'd always, like, kind of just express it in ways maybe like give them a gift or show them an act of kindness or you know like whatever spend time with them like our you know uh definition of love might have been like different from how other people i don't know um but yeah like we all do care about each other and um you know i still do love all of them even though there's lots of drama now and I know, like, my one sister doesn't even, like, really like me anymore. But I still care about her. I want her to live a good life. I want her to be happy. You know, I, like, I still love her. But we're just never going to have a relationship together, and that's fine. Like, you know, that, that happens sometimes. You can still care and love your friends, but not necessarily be friends with them. It's like, you know, I hope they're doing well. I hope they're happy. You know, I care for them. You know, I love them, you know, but, um, you know, sometimes things happen. And, you know what I mean? So it's, like, one of those things. Um... So, I always felt like maybe that's why my relationships never went well, because I was, like, desperate in finding just, like, a good friend. And I was never, like, lucky with anything in my life, because I always felt like if I was happy, my friends and family were unhappy. And then if they were unhappy, I was happy. Like, there are things go Like, if there was something good happening in my life, then there'd be bad things happening in other people's lives. And then when things in their life were going wrong, things in my life would be going right. So I always felt like, well, I have to give up my own happiness in order for other people to be happy. Because it always seems that whenever things in my life are going right, everything in everyone else's life is going wrong. So, um, it's just like I always wanted to feel the happiest. Can I say that I found it? I don't think so. Um... I'm not saying I'm not happy where I currently am with my life because it's like I have my family and my friends I have my boyfriend and I'm like I'm happy that I moved out I'm happy you know like I have these people but there's still something missing and it's like it's not like a complete happiness it's still like um on confusion on where the heck am I going with my life what am I doing it's like I feel like I'm not really doing anything right now so that what makes me depressed it's like I'm not I feel like I mean I'm working I feel like I'm working towards something but am I am I happy with my life and how I'm like not exactly like I I want to be successful I want to work towards something but I can't motivate myself enough to do anything so I get mad at myself a lot because I can't motivate myself to do these things and I keep procrastinating And making up excuses as to, like, why I can't start doing these things. But I am grateful for the friends that I've made and 
my family, and the online friends I do currently have, and the people I've met since I've <laughs> written all this, so, um, I am truly grateful, um, I'm truly blessed, and, um, yeah, I feel like I still yet to have yet to find that happiness, but I think I can find it, and I think you all can too, so, that's my little thing about friendship, and, wait, what's that friendship? Oh no, how I want to live, that's what we're doing, um, yeah, I want to live and feel alive, because I always felt, like, dead inside. Like, everything I did, I didn't really, like, enjoy, you know? It's like, I love spending time with family, but at the same time, I don't. You know what I mean? It's like, you want to be social, but then when you go to, a, like, a social event, you're like, why am I here? It's like, I love getting out of the house, but then, like, when I'm with, like, family or friends, it's like, I don't know why, it's not, it's not like I'm not enjoying myself, but I'm like, oh man, I want to go home, I just want to relax, it's like, because it's like, I don't know, you just want to isolate yourself, you just want to do nothing, but like, you also feel good afterwards that you got out, you know what I mean? So it's like, before you're like, yes, I want to do this, but then during you're like, ugh, you know, but then after, you feel good that you did it because you felt like you really needed it, so... Like, the worst thing to do is to isolate yourself when you're feeling depressed. Like, you need to surround yourself with people that, you know, care about you. And, um, you know what I mean? Loneliness is your worst enemy. And actually, speaking of loneliness, we actually get into that in the very next section. Good transition. Here we go. Loneliness hurts. I want to be around people, but at the same time, I don't. Um, I don't think I'm worthy of anyone's time. No one knows how much I've been hurt. No one knows how much the world has hurt me. Maybe through my singing and acting, I'll be able to show people what I have been trying to hide for so long. It's about time I stopped being held back. I long to be free. It's not something I do for the attention. If I did it for attention, everyone would know my story by now. <laughs> I hate attention, so I don't know why I want everyone to try to understand what it's like to be me. No one will ever know. You can't imagine my pain, but you can... Oh, wait, you can... Wait, hold on. Wait, sorry. I lost my place. I hate attention, so I don't know why I want everyone to try to understand what it's like to be me. No one will ever know. You can imagine my pain, but you can't feel it. It's strange. The world we live in is strange. Do you ever just sit and observe the world around you? Every person that walks past you, every person you don't even bother to give a glance, has a story. It's what made them who they are today. Their thoughts, emotions, and actions. Ever wonder what, what their story is? Why are we so good at hiding our feelings? I wish someone took the time to see through my facade. It doesn't take much, really. Just look into my eyes. If only someone would just take the time to look. And I mean really look. You'd be able to see right there and then the sadness, pain, 
loneliness, regret in my eyes. I'm crying on the inside. No one wants to see tears. I don't want to seem weak. I don't want pity. I don't want people pretending like they care. There's one thing that no one knows about me, and that thing is that whenever I'm alone, I cry. There is so much pain and tears. It all builds up in me. I have no one to go to, no one to cry to. I'm all alone. No matter if I make quote-unquote friends, I'll still be alone. Someone like me is meant to be alone. No matter how hard I try, I'll never be a good I'll never be good enough for anyone. I can't express how painful it is. Um that was sad. Um I always thought that singing and acting would be the thing that brought me to kind of being more open with myself and sharing my story like and I still think about it sometimes like I think about being a singer and writing music but I don't know how it would go because it's like I don't I don't know it's weird because I would audition and sing when I was in chorus and drama club but then when it comes to like you know what I mean like I can't even sing for my boyfriend or like sing in front of my family like I could sing in like a fake kind of voice like I'm not trying you could like tell I'm not trying but like I can't actually try and sing um but I could when I was in school and the choir and stuff it's weird like I'm weird about it and I always thought like maybe singing is something that could bring me comfort I could write my own lyrics and you know make my own music but I just never like I don't know, I've always thought about it, but I never actually, like, tried to do it. You know what I mean? Because, like, do I even have a good voice? People told me that I did, you know, when I was in school. But, like, were they just saying that to be nice? Or, you know what I mean? So, it's, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it someday. Maybe that's the thing that'll, I don't know. Who knows, right? Um, let's see. Um, the world is strange, observe people, uh, let's see, why are we so good at hiding our feelings? I always wish that, yeah, back then when I was in college, I always wished that someone would just, like, sit down next to me and be like, hey, are you okay? Like, those are the three words that I only ever wanted anyone ever to say to me when I was in college. Are you okay? No one, no one asked me that. Like, I waited... <laughs> I waited like almost three years for someone to ask me that question and not once did someone ask me that question and it's just like because I felt like if anyone actually asked me that question I would just break down and cry because it's like one they finally someone finally realized that I'm not okay and two well I'm not okay so let me just let it all out right here right now so I just feel like people look but they don't really look at you you know what I mean like you see people walking in the street but you just like glance at them you don't really like take the time and like look at them like look into their eyes and like I feel like I always have like a good sense of how people were feeling um like when I was in school and stuff and like when I'm walking down the street like sometimes I could actually like see in someone's eyes that they're not like exactly happy 
but like they might be like pretending to be happy if that makes sense i don't know like maybe it's like a sixth sense or i don't know like just being able to tell kind of uh, someone else's emotions and how they're feeling uh i couldn't do it with everyone i, I feel like some people like you know what i mean it was kind of more obvious um but i feel like i always had like a good sense of um understanding how other people were feeling at the time so i only ever wanted someone to be like hey are you okay and I wanted people to know my story, but at the same time, I didn't want people thinking I was just doing it for attention, or to seem weak, or want someone's pity, and it's just, or pretending that they care even though they don't. Um, so, when I'm alone, I do cry. I mean, not as much as I used to, but, yeah, when, back then, especially, I did cry a lot, and I had no one at the time. So, and even though I had my family and friends, I still felt alone. And I did tell my sister at this at one time where I was like, I know you care, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like it. And that hurts for someone to say that, for sure. But that's how I was feeling. It's like, yes, I know I have these people that care about me, but it doesn't feel like it. Like, I still feel alone. Like, what is it? Like, what can I do to stop feeling this way? Like, it's just so painful. It's so frustrating. It's like, I know I have these people, but for some reason, there's still this emptiness inside me. There's something that needs to be filled, and it can't be filled by my family. It can't be filled by this. It can't be filled by that. It's like, what is it? What do I need? What do I need in my life for me to stop feeling so empty? For You know what I mean? And it's just such a frustrating feeling and I feel like there's still no I know there's still a part of me that feels kind of empty and it's like I've learned to accept it I certain I um you know I learned to live with it and I try to move forward try to you know yeah, I use distractions I play games now I you know I do twitch I do you know what I mean I do this and so it's like there are ways to deal with these feelings and um it can be very hard at times trying to like find this this thing that you're looking for this thing that you're searching for that you feel like could fulfill you in your life and maybe what you think it is isn't actually what it is maybe it's not fame maybe it's not success it maybe it's just like a good quality relationship you know just having good quality friends and people that you can be with and have fun with and a job that you could tolerate you know what i mean and have enough to sustain yourself or you're not constantly in debt or you know like it doesn't have to be anything crazy and I'm not like looking for fame I'm not looking for I mean I, I kind of want to be successful um and I feel like with happiness comes success right like if you ask yourself like well if I say I just want to be happy I feel like with happiness comes success right naturally or maybe not even maybe it's just like I might not be like a president of some company but I could be like someone that just works for some internet company but I make decent money that I can like sustain myself and a potential family and still save up on the side you know what I mean like um you don't have to be necessarily some big CEO of some company um to you know and I feel like I'm trying to get myself to think like that where it's like I know I don't need all these things but I don't need to become some famous person. I just want people to like know my story, to be able to relate, to do something I enjoy, which is meeting new people and 
kind of just being there for them and building a community based off of all these things and making potential friends within that community, you know? And that's why I, I wanted to stream. I was lonely. I was depressed. I just, I just wanted to do something that I could distract myself with from life. And, and streaming has brought that to me and playing games. And so I'm extremely grateful for um, being brought into this world. And even though things can be very, very hard at times... And I always thought that I was never good enough to make friends, which is probably why I never made friends. Or it, I found it so hard to make them because I felt like maybe I was just being a difficult person because I've been hurt so many times. And so it's very hard for me to uh, make friends because of that. But that's pretty much um, the whole thing about loneliness. So we got to talk about that. And... I think we have like two more things left and I'll post this like the day before New Year's so then you just start the New Year with new stuff and maybe just do like vlogs. Um, so this was, this next page is about kind of everything that I wrote before because I read through this notebook once before years ago, in 2018 obviously. <laughs> And I was like, wow, how, how how I have changed. So I'm saying now how I have changed, but let's see in 2018 what I said about how I have changed. As I read the pages before this, I realized how much has changed. I no longer have the dream of being an actress. In my junior year, yes, but now, no. I started Twitch streaming. And I have felt happiness for the first time since depression. my depression started, which is true. <laughs> when I stream, I forget everything. It's an amazing distraction. I wonder if this is something I could pursue. Would I have my parents' support? Everyone else doesn't seem to mind. In under one month, I have gotten 73 followers and an average of 2.96 viewers. People who are a part of the Twitch community are very kind and supportive. I believe this is why I like it so much. They know what it's like to start with literally nothing. They are given, they are, there are so many great people who have helped me to get to where I am today. Thank you. If I could ever do this full time, it would be amazing. I need to have goals though, so I'm going to write them down here. And I know I haven't completed these goals because... I am a slacker, and I just, everything in my life just kept going downhill. No, I, no matter how many times I try to start up streaming again, it just it just ends up never happening or getting anywhere because I can't motivate myself to do anything, and it's very frustrating, but um, it was very true. Um, I felt like I tried everything to get through my depression, and nothing helped. And it was just so shocking that this was the one thing I never expected myself to do and ended up doing anyway. Um, and I have my brother to thank for that. And I don't even think he knows that, but I'm so grateful that he even met. I never knew Twitch was a thing until he mentioned it to me. And he was talking about Ninja. And at the time, I didn't know who Ninja was. And I just got totally introduced to the whole Twitch community thing. And... I never liked the idea of my face being on a camera and, you know, streaming to people. You know, like, I just, 
I was very weird about it. But I started opening up more because I feel like I was running out of options of things I could possibly do that I could enjoy. Because, like, I did like games, but then I fell out of my addiction for liking games. And I started not liking them anymore. And it's like, I didn't have fun with it anymore. But then, when he told me about Twitch, I was like, maybe I should think about this and, like, just give it a try and see how it goes. My very first stream, I was so excited, and people actually came in, even though it was, like, my first stream, and I was streaming, like, Kirby Air Ride, and that doesn't even have, like, followers on there, and people don't even, don't even watch the game. Like, people came in and actually said hi, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, like, I was putting myself out there, I was, like, in the whole, like, path to partner, and, well, not, not partner, but path to affiliate, it's just, like, great. I can't believe that in under a month, I already had 73 followers and almost an average of um, three three viewers. So, and I met so many amazing people through Twitch, like so many friends. And I met one really good streamer friend that I'm actually still friends with. So that's great. We, we probably, I think we met in about 2018 when I first started streaming and we're still friends today. So, um, and we co-stream together. So like once a month we'll like stream Fortnite, and it's a lot of fun uh he's very very entertaining and i'm surprised he's not more popular by now <laughs> to be honest but uh let's see um yeah i always said like oh if i could do this full time it'd be amazing because it's like i can make my schedule i can meet new people like this every day and have like you know, like, I'm constantly, through streaming, I'm constantly putting myself out there and doing something that I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I never imagined myself doing. Now I'm going to reach, do you guys want me to read you my failed Twitch goals? <laughs> Hold on. Well, I guess I'll read them anyway. Anyway, so. So, let's see. Um, in a year, so by the year 2019, I would like... An average of 20 plus viewers, 30 plus subscriptions, 500 plus followers. Um, oh, I think this is like a long-term goal of like 100 viewers, donation goal of 5,000, my own computer for money to pay back and for charity and giveaways. So, um, I actually did a couple of these. I did get the 500 followers. Um, and I got my own PC, and I think that's about it. <laughs> I think that's all I completed. The I, I did want to get, try getting an average of 20 viewers, and there was a specific game I could play that would get me that many viewers, but um, the community ended up getting really toxic, and people would be coming in my stream and, like, kind of just, like, be getting coming at me because like I'm a girl and you know I suck and that kind of thing so um it's just like the community got really bad and it's like I feel like I could have gotten somewhere with it but at the same time it's like do I really want to grow in a community that's only toxic and I don't enjoy you know it's like would I even grow that I don't know what people even you know what I mean like I want like maybe nice positive uplifting wholesome you know we we tease each other every now and then but we also like support each other and you know what I mean so and my own PC I'm so I'm so happy that I was yeah, actually able to accomplish that um 
So, I don't know, I, I have, like, some cool ideas of things I want to do, like, um... Oh, I didn't know there's a 60-minute limit for this. What? Well, let's hurry up and finish this up. Can we finish this five minutes? If not, we're gonna do a part two. Okay. Uh, here we go. Why does change scare me? I've always been afraid at trying something new or different. I don't like trying the things I'm not familiar with. I think I don't like change because I'm afraid of failing. It could also be because I'm afraid of the outcome. What if I do everything and change, but am still not happy? What if I try everything to change, but nothing works? Maybe I'm afraid to be happy. I only try things I know I'd be comfortable with or think I'd be okay with. Sometimes I'd think, sorry, sometimes I'd be wrong though. I tried something and wouldn't want, and it wouldn't work. I give up way too easily. I only seem to run away from everything. Why am I so afraid of letting myself change or try to be happy? I think it's because, in a way, I don't think I deserve it. I'm not letting myself enjoy the tiny happy moments I do have because I don't think I deserve it. When I try something new, it fails. Maybe I'm letting myself fail. I don't know for sure. I don't understand it myself. So, I'm going to try to be quick about this, but yeah, um... This is it. That's all I have. I never did like change. Change has always scared me. I never like trying new things. When I did try new things, I could never stick to it. Which is why I wanted to give like streaming a serious go. And like put 100% of myself into something. Because, you know, I always, I was like always afraid of failing. But it's like, how do I know something won't work out if I never actually put in the effort first? So... I never thought like I deserved like for things to go well for me or for me to be successful and I just I don't like that so I'm glad that I'm gonna start you know since I've done this episode I'm gonna literally I'm gonna start editing videos I need to start getting on this because I need to stop saying oh you know I'll wait and blah 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 oh and stop saying making excuses like oh I can't motivate myself to blah blah you know what I mean so this is pretty much it. This is my whole notebook, um, my whole life, my whole story. Um, I really hope that it helps someone. And I just want you guys to know that I really, really do appreciate every single one of you that have stuck with this <laughs> throughout the whole thing or listened to some of these episodes. And I really hope it just helped someone. That's all I ever really wanted to do is help someone. And you know, give them a, another perspective, or just for you to know that you're not alone, and, um, you know, when we come back in the new year, we're gonna start a new series, just vlogging, uh, we'll figure it out from there, but I hope people will still listen, I don't have anything interesting to say anymore except things about my life, so I hope you guys are still interested in hearing that, um, if you have any ideas of anything you'd like to hear me talk about, you know, feel free. You guys can reach me out on social media. Um, you know, just look up at Lucky Lux. You literally will find me on everything. So, you know, I'd love to talk to you and just see what you thought about this whole series. And, um, you know, I'm always looking to make more friends and, um, you know, just kind of like hear your thoughts on everything. But, yeah, thank you guys so much. I, I truly do appreciate you. And I hope you guys have happy safe holidays and 
you'll probably get this by the time of Christmas. So I hope you had a good Christmas. And thank you guys again so much for everything. I will see you guys in the new year sometime. Alright, catch you guys later. Alright, bye!